Hi, I'm Michael Fagan. I spent my life in the wine business, and I like to spend my days sipping, tasting, and teaching. Hi, I'm Renee Spadazza, and like Michael, I have dedicated my life to grapes. I am a certified sommelier, wine communicator, and you might have seen me online as Wine by Renee. In this series, we're going to take you on a journey, a journey through the wine regions of Spain. We're going to learn about red wines, white wines, sparkling wines, fortified, dessert. There's a wine for everything, and there's so much going on in Spain. It is old world, but it is new, new winemakers, new traditions, new wine regions. So stay tuned. Today's focus is on Sherry, that famous fortified wine made in the region of Andalusia in the southwest part of the country. Within this region, we find Jerez de la Frontera, San Lucar de Barameda, and Puerto Santa Maria. Together, they form the Sherry Triangle. The wine region has a very unique terroir where land, environment, and winemaking style come together. To craft amazing styles of sherry, we can explore in the glass. With temperatures easily surpassing 38 degrees Celsius in the summer, this area is ideal for fortified and dessert wines. Although we call them all sherry, there are six different styles, including Manzanilla, Fino, Amontillado, and others. While they are all made from the Palomino Fino grape, each style expresses a unique set of aromas and flavors. Talking sherry with us today is Cesar Salanda, president of the Regulatory Council for the Designations of Origin of Sherry Wine. Welcome, Cesar. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's, it's a great pleasure to be with you today. Some people might not consider sherry to be a young person's drink. How do we change this perception of sherry? Well, I think it's all about uh, education. Sherry is one of the oldest wines in the world. It's been around for literally centuries. You know, because of a number of circumstances, we have continued making our wines in a very, very special way. So our wines are different. So we have to educate people and, and let them know that it's a wine, a very high quality wine, and also with an enormous diversity. So again, it's all about education. Cesar, can sherry-style wine be made anywhere else in the world? No. Sherry is a denomination of origin, and uh, there are a number of circumstances that link the wine to this particular region, starting with the soil. The soil that we have here, the famous Alborita soil, is very, very important, but also the uh, varieties that we use, which are all local, and also the methods of production that we follow. They're all part of the regulations. Uh, of our denomination of origin, which was one of the first in our country. A unique aspect of the sherry process is the Solera system. Can you please explain that for all of us out there? We, we know how great the environment is, but this is a big thing in sherry. Yeah, you're right. Solera system is one of the uh, most interesting things in, in, in the uh, sherry uh, production process. Uh, one thing you have to understand, first of all, is that normally sherry wines do not refer to the uh, vintages. We uh, follow a continuous blending system, which is what they call the solar system. Uh, it all consists of uh, having different scales of maturation. In our bodegas, in the places where we age our wines, we always classify the wine in different scales. So the young wines, they have to follow scale by scale till they reach what they call the solera, which is the last scale in the system. And uh, only when the wines have arrived to, to that level of maturation, they can be, uh, the wine can be released. 
depending on the quality of the wine, depending on how old we want the wine to be, we will have different scales. And each and every scale, we call it the criadera. Now, th- tell me about the barrels used in the Solera. What, what types of barrels are used for aging sherry? We use, uh, normally, I would say 99% of the barrels that we use are American oak. They're large barrels. We call them botas. They can have different uh, capacities. The, the, the normal size would be 500 liters. In fact, we use uh, 600 liters, but we only fill them up to 500. Because one of the characteristics of, uh, of sherry is that, that we eat our wines with uh, uh, direct contact with the oxygen in the air. Based on understanding the Solera system and the barrels and everything that goes into making sherry, what determines each and every single style of sherry that we see on the marketplace? Well, there are a number of factors, a number of elements that may allow us to have different wines, wines with different flavors and colors. One of them is the varieties that we use. We have uh, all sherries are made up are made from white grapes, but we have three local varieties, Palomino, Pedro Jimenez, and Moscatel. Palomino is by far the most important variety. We use it for our dry sherries, but then we have Pedro Jimenez and Moscatel, which are uh, varieties uh, which are very rich in sugar. We use them for making sweet wines. And then there's another factor which is extremely important to determine the final characteristics of the wine, and it's the way that we age those wines. We have uh, two different types of aging in, in the region. We have what we call the biological aging, in which the wine will develop a veil in the surface, what we call floor. These are wines which remain very pale in color, very pungent and dry. And then we have all the wines that we age without the floor, without that protective veil in the surface of the wine. These wines oxidate uh, very, very heavily. Very, uh, they concentrate in flavors and they, they get very dark colors. These are the Olorosos and Amontillados, completely different styles of sherry. There's a lot of process in sherry making to get it into the bottle. Does sherry improve with age in the bottle? No, in general, uh, sherries are bottled when they're ready for consumption, when they have achieved the uh, characteristics that the winemaker is looking for. Also because of the uh, relatively high alcoholic content between 15 and 17 percent and 18, even 19 in some cases, they tend to preserve uh, its characteristics in the bottle. Having said that, those ones that are aged through biological agents, phenols, manzanillas, those which are very pale, very tangent, very dry, these are ones that may evolve a little bit inside the bottle. So this is why our recommendation is to uh, drink sherry uh, as soon as, uh, I mean, not to keep it in, the, uh, in your cellar. Sherry doesn't improve in the bottle when it's aged, it's ready for drinking. Now, once I've opened that bottle, how long does it keep? Because at 18%, I may not be drinking the whole bottle that night. Again, it depends on the, uh, on the style of, of the sherry we're talking about. When we talk about the, uh, the phenols and the manzanillas, again, uh, my recommendation would be to treat it as a white wine. In fact, it's a white wine. You wouldn't keep uh, a bottle of, uh, an open bottle of white wine for a long time. It can be kept in the fridge for a few days, even maybe a week. It's, uh, it's not that it will go uh, bad or something, but uh, obviously it will, it will start lacking the, uh, the pungent nose, which is the, uh, the primary characteristic of, uh, of, of phenol and, and manzanilla 
if we're talking about uh, Olorosos or, or Palo Cortado or Amontillado, these are wines that have aged longer. In fact, we have provoked a certain oxidation in the wine, so they're relatively stable, right? You can keep it for much longer, maybe a few weeks, and they will have no alteration in their primary characteristics. I'm so happy to know that so that when I keep my sherry at home, I could just drink it over time. Amazing. I did have a question for you, and that is, is there such a thing as vintage sherry? Well, there is. There, there is, a, and in fact, uh, more and more we see companies, uh, wineries here in Jerez, producing what we call the añada sherries. Uh, añada is the Spanish term for, for vintage. In the old days, it was just a, a very anecdotic thing. Uh, I mean, some bodegueros would reserve a few a few barrels uh, to commemorate maybe the birth of uh, of a child or something. But now, more and more, you can see more sherry houses selling añada sherries. Uh, these are wines that normally belong to the more aged categories like Olorosos and Palos Cortados for the simple reason that Fino and Manzanilla they need the solera system. Only through the solera system, we can keep that veil of floor, which grows inside the cask, alive during the process, right? So if we just uh, leave the barrel without refreshing, as we say, with younger wines through the solera system, the floor will disappear. The wine will go in contact, will enter in contact with the oxygen in the air, and will start a completely different evolution, the evolution of an amontillado or oloroso. So yes, the answer to your question is there are vintage cherries, we call them añadas, and you can find some beautiful añadas in the Oloroso and and other oxidatively aged uh, cherry categories. And when we think about drinking sherry, uh, as with any wine, people say you have a glass for this, a glass for this. Is there a particular style of glass that is best used for serving sherry? In the old days, there used to be the, the so-called sherry glass, right? So a tiny little glass, I have to say, I hate them. Right? So did I. They're too small. Same. They're too small. Not, <laughs> not only they're too small, they're, they don't allow the wine to express itself. I mean, remember, these, these are wines that have been kept in barrels for a long time, then maybe a few uh, months or, or maybe a couple of years in the bottle. And now, once you want to... To, to enjoy them, they need to breathe, they need to express themselves. So the right choice will always be a proper white wine glass. I mean, uh, uh, a glass with a certain tulip so, so that you can, you can move the wine, you can aerate the wine a little bit. Any glass that you would use for a quality white wine would do for, for sherry wine. Because sherry is coming from a region where there's there's so much food there as well, we wanted to know, in the interest of food and wine, what foods pair with each style of sherry? Yeah, again, the name is uh, the, the name of the game is diversity. This is this is the beauty of sherry wines that there's an enormous diversity of styles, colors, flavors, aromas. In in southern Spain, in Jerez, we love to have our any any kind of seafood with with fino or with manzanilla. A nice chill glass of manzanilla would be a perfect uh, match for anything coming from from the from the sea. Then, if we talk about, for instance, the uh, amontillado sherry, which in a sense is a is an old fino that has aged and has become more oxidated. Well, these are these are ones that go very very nice with uh, particularly difficult vegetables like uh, artichokes or asparagus. Very often, you don't know what to serve with this type of well. They go very, very nicely with uh, with Amontillado. And Oloroso is a style of sherry that we normally pair 
with meat, particularly with game, for instance, it goes very well. Uh, it goes very well with uh, things like oxtail or or cheeks. This this type of uh, very chewy uh, meat, it goes very very well with with oloroso. It's it's a it's a magnificent a magnificent match. I was surprised at how complex and how how well Sherry Styles played with food a few years ago. I was part of a television show called Confucius Was a Foodie, which is produced by a local Toronto chef, Christine Cushing. And it was her trail through uh, understanding and experiencing Asian cuisine. And I was invited on a couple of episodes to talk about wine and food pairing. And in some of those episodes, I used Palo Cortado and Oloroso. And I was blown away by how well they went with things like Peking duck. It was just amazing. Perfect match. You're, you're very right. I mean, if if we think on our wines, I mean, there, there's so much umami in, in, in sherry wines, particularly in, in Palo Cortado or Oloroso, uh, even Amontillado. They go so well with uh, Asian food. This is a challenge. Next time that you that you have your sushi, try it with a chilled glass of fino. You will be shocked. I mean, the fino uh, as well as uh, manzanilla, they have these wines, uh, because of the biological agent, they have this capacity to excite your taste bit. When when you try uh, raw raw fish, for instance, I mean the, the sashimi or sushi, and that I mean this, you know, the the uh, taste threshold is relatively low. With this fino, what you will have is your all your taste buds really ready to enjoy. I mean, fino and manzanilla are kind of taste multipliers. So you will see how every flavor goes uh, increases in your palate uh, dramatically. So, so yeah, that's the challenge. Next time you 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 have sushi, try it with pinot. Now, what what about sherry and cocktails? Is that sacrilege? No, it's not at all. I mean, uh, even even though we we put so much care, so much uh, experience and passion in producing these wines, at the end of the day, what we want is people to enjoy them, right? And that certainly cocktails is a magnificent way of enjoying sherry wines. And there are some classic uh, cocktails like the sherry cobblers or the bamboo and the, uh, I mean, many, many uh, different cocktails. We, we have some, some local uh, cocktails that we, that we enjoy in, in summertime, very refreshing. We'll learn it every day, uh, every time that uh, I, I travel. Uh, well, obviously not now, but when I've been traveling, I've been meeting with uh, mixologists from all over the world, and it's amazing how versatile sherry can be and how creative some uh, mixologies are uh, using sherry in different in different cocktails. So it's something that uh, everybody can happily do. It doesn't add as much strength as a spirit, but uh, it incorporates all the flavor, all the depth, all the aroma that some cocktails would need. That's fantastic. Now, I have it on good authority. Canada is going to experience summer. Do you have one cocktail you can suggest we try in Canada this summer that uses sherry? Uh-huh. Well, for instance, uh, there's, there's one cocktail that I, I mean, very simple, but very, very refreshing. It's uh, Fino. Uh, Fino, you can substitute Fino. You know, Fino and Manzanilla are very similar in style. Uh, Manzanilla might be lighter, but uh, Fino, Manzanilla, whatever you have. Uh, with uh, with a lime refresh uh, refreshing drink like uh, you know Seven Up or Sprite, any of those well, on ice with some mint leaves. This is what we call a rebujito. You can have maybe one third fino, uh, two third Seven uh, Up. My formula would be half and half, right? And on ice and with uh, some menta leaves, 
And this is very, very refreshing. It's something that we locals here in Herat drink during the summertime very, very often. I think that's amazing because sherry is a year-round drink. I drink sherry flips in the winter. It's one of my favorite cocktails. And we have all these wonderful, beautiful styles of sherry that can pair with so many different foods. And I am excited to try that cocktail in the summer. But I wanted to also thank you, Cesar, so much for joining us today and taking us on a tour of Sherry. This has been absolutely delightful. Cesar, indeed. You, you've opened our eyes. We know that Sherry's not for old people. It's for young people. It's not just to drink on its own. It's to have with food. It is the perfect fortified wine. Thank you for opening our eyes. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you, Rene. It was a pleasure being with you. And uh, well, I hope that you enjoy not just the Rebujito, but uh, all the different styles of sherry. Uh, remember, sherry is a wine. It's to be enjoyed with food. It's to be enjoyed in cocktails. It's to be enjoyed. It's a very versatile and very diverse wine from one of the oldest wine regions in the world. <laughs> 